everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Very Cold Lasagna Podcast, your icy and spicy place with all the filthy casual takes on the world of sports. I am your host, Dylan Lasagna, and welcome to episode number 123 of this podcast. And it's a big weekend of sports overall. It's pretty big. Why is it big? Well, it's Conference Championship Sunday coming up. And yeah, this is going to be part one of our conference championship previews here on Very Cold Lasagna. Yes, why are we splitting it up this year? Well, I'll tell you why, man. I'll tell you why. As you can tell in the back of uh, that hat right there, my San Francisco 49ers are once again, for the second straight year in a row, they are back in the NFC championship game. And this time around, they're going to be facing the top seed. The number one seed uh, ended up being this year the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, yeah, this is part one of our conference championship preview. Part two, in the next episode, we'll be covering the AFC championship game between, well, just like last year, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I'm excited to talk about these two games uh, coming up this weekend. Obviously, business is business with this game. And... My San Francisco 49ers. So it, it's a lot of uh, <laughs> nerve wracking excitement for me in this game because, on one hand, I'm glad the Niners got to this point. Obviously, I want them to win it though. And th- this is going to be a big test, a very big challenge for uh, San Francisco going up against the top seed Philadelphia Eagles. And as we go along in this episode, we're going to discuss why that, that is the case. So, that being said, um, I'm, just, I'm just waiting to get to the, the point of, well, let's get to Championship Sunday. Let's get to this weekend already. Obviously, there are just a lot of things um, leading up to this point. A lot of media talk. A lot of just jibber-jabberish. I just want this weekend to come already. So, that being said, um, I want to talk about this thing already. But before we do... That's just a little bit of a housekeeping first. Like I said already, um, uh, we're going to be doing a two-parter for a conference championship weekend uh, this year. Last year, we just did uh, like one whole thing and with the AFC and NFC championship games, even though my San Francisco 49ers were in it. This year, this time around, I want to mix it up, do a two-parter uh, with the NFC championship games since, my, since the 49ers are in it. Do this why we're doing this episode, and then the next episode, we're doing the AFC title game. So expect the AFC title uh, game to be in the next episode. So expect that probably soon after uh, this one, and then obviously at some point um, after conference championship weekend, they'll have the recap, and then probably in between uh, those those recaps. You'll get a review of the Royal Rumble WWE 2023. Um, I'll be keeping my eye on that um, that pay-per-view because, well, obviously there are a couple notable things to to watch out for, especially a, a certain potential return of an electrifying superstar. Hopefully. Hopefully. So, yeah. Um, keep your eyes on Very Cold Lasagna by... Subscribing to the YouTube channel, turning on those notifications, leaving a comment, sharing a like, and doing whatever you want to um, the YouTube channel. Also, by listening to Very Gold Lasagna, wherever you get your podcast, 
We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts. Just share share the word. Spread the the filthy casual takes that I I like to do. We, we can have a discussion about it. And, of course, rate and review the podcast on those uh, audio platforms. So, yeah. Do, do, do your due diligence. Spread the word. And spread the filthy casual takes um, or your own filthy casual takes. That being said, let's get right into this NFC Championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles coming up this weekend on Sunday. And it's going to be a big game. Uh, The top two seeds facing off against each other in Philadelphia. And funny enough, this is only the second overall playoff meeting between these two teams. Uh, The first one was back way back in 1996 in the NFC wildcard game. Uh, the 49ers won that game 14 to nothing at home against Philadelphia. And obviously, <laughs> it just changed uh, well since then. And some other notable things about both of these teams. Um, these The Niners, obviously, they, they're back in the NFC title game uh, since last year. Um, they were almost there. They were almost that close to... Reaching the Super Bowl um, when they faced the Rams last year. Um, unfortunately, just a lot of things did not go their way in the fourth quarter. We all remember the dropped interception by Joukowsky Pop-Tart. And then the offense just collapsed. Jimmy G collapsed in the fourth quarter. Um, yes, he was injured, but there was no slicing or dicing about it. And, well, some somehow Jimmy G was still on the team. But Jaguarski Pop Tart um, was not on the team, and is not on the team anymore. But anyway, um, the Niners obviously looking to avenge that loss to the Rams um, from last year, and now they're looking to hopefully win this game and get back to the Super Bowl to finish the job. Meanwhile, for the Philadelphia Eagles, um, it's been a long, kind of a long time since they've got back to this point. To the NFC Championship game. This is their first NFC title game since 2017. Where they blew the brakes off the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and that was like right before. Um, they went on to the Super Bowl. With Nick Foles. Um, and not MVP candidate of that year. Carson Wentz. Nick Foles made and led an improbable run. With the Eagles. Beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. We all remember the Philly special. Um, in Super Bowl 52. So... Yeah, that the NFC Championship game um, against the Vikings was kind of a precedent for what was to come against Brady and the Patriots in that Super Bowl. So, as for these two teams' recent history, well, they faced each other last year. Um, in Week 2, the Eagles had their home opener against the 49ers, um, and the Niners won that game 17-11. But, obviously, these two teams are vastly different. Um, than the ones that we saw back in 2021. Um, Jalen Hurts is a much different quarterback um, than he than he was um, a season ago, and the roster's uh, kind of different and much more talented than it was a season ago. They added the they added the likes of Hassan Reddick and AJ Brown, and Jalen Hurts has another year of experience and much more more talented than than he was a year before. And the year of your experience makes much more diff, much bigger difference than um, 
than where he was last year. Meanwhile, for the 49ers, um, their defense is like crazy insane um, in the front seven. And they have a quarterback by the name of Brock Purdy. Um, obviously, this year was supposed to be the year of Trey Lance. How his development was supposed to be, but that quickly derailed, um, not to his fault. And then they turned back the clock to Jimmy Garoppolo, who somehow wasn't released by the team or traded because the injury to his shoulder, like I mentioned. And then once he got hurt himself, then they had to turn the keys to the rookie we have now, Purdy. And then he surprised everybody. He played well with the supporting cast that he had. And then here we are at this point in the NFC title game. So let's look at these two teams. How they even got to this point of like, why are they even here for the 49ers um, with their playoff run so far? I mean, they entered this uh, dance 13 and four, the NFC second seed. I think I said this a couple of times already. They could have been the number one seed over the Philadelphia Eagles, um, but uh, they were definitely a much different team than the one we see now, uh, especially in on, on offense with with Garoppolo and Trey Lance, um, the the offense being eh, being eh, and whatever Kyle Shanahan was trying to do with with that team early in the season with some pretty bad losses to um, the the Bears, the, the Broncos, the Falcons. It, it was some. It was kind of it, like looking at in retrospect. It was kind of some bad losses. Um, when you when you see it that way and it and now looking at it it kind of feels like man there was some opportunity to get the number one seed and now they did they just did it um and it, it ended up costing them but anyway then they went on to get the number two seed anyway um they got their, their they are now down to their third string quarterback and brock Purdy, like i said due to injuries to garoppolo and lance and Purdy, who who has gone on to uh, surprisingly win the Niners five and a half straight games. Why, why do I say five and a half? Well, because he came in in relief of Jimmy G um, for the Dolphins game. So you have to keep that into account. And yeah, going in, he looked seamless with a strong supporting cast around him on offense. Obviously, the defense has been playing very well. Um, and going in, it seemed like the Niners... Um, we're going to look strong and headed towards another NFC title game. Um, but questions obviously surmounted, like how how well Purdy was going to do, um, how his lack of experience was going to make up for, well, his the talent around him. And, well, we, we saw we kind of saw that um, in the first wildcard game against the Seahawks at home. His, his inexperience showed um, in the first half and – it was kind of expect. It was pretty expected um, that he he was like gonna miss time his throws. Um, his throws were 50-50, and he wasn't sure his decision making was not really. He was not really sure what to do, and the defense didn't do that well um, against the Seahawks. It that so that didn't really help matters either. Um, but he adjusted. He like once um, the de- the defense got a critical turnover on Geno Smith. And that turned the tide uh, for for the team as a whole, um, and the Niners jumped away with a forty-one to twenty-three win. So, hey, at least got a good second second half performance out of uh, Brock Purdy in the offense. 
the divisional game though was kind of a whole different story uh, for uh, the Niner, the Niners, because they are facing perhaps their toughest test yet um, since Week Seven against the Kansas City Chiefs. And in that game against the Chiefs, they weren't even at full strength. They weren't even like even though they had some of their starters uh, back for that game, they weren't that healthy at the time. And Yes, even though they weren't that healthy, obviously, there's no excuse to play that poorly against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. This game, they were mostly healthy, even though they're missing, they're still missing a key piece in their secondary, like Emmanuel Mosley. Sucks that he wasn't there anymore because of the injury. Anyway, aside from the fact, the divisional playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys was a much different story because it, it was a bigger test. Um, Brock Purdy's biggest test um yet prior to this game against the eagles had they not had they got to that point because he was going to be facing a top five defense that could really get to the quarterback that can really make party like rattled so that turned out to be the case um purdy was constantly facing pressure up in his face and Credit to where it's due. He didn't make a ton of mistakes. He didn't. He didn't throw like any interceptions. He didn't get. He didn't create any fumbles or turnovers. Um, it's just that he he took care of the ball. He took care of the ball enough. And when when he did get time to throw, he got he got a couple of good throws in. But just like in the first half, not enough to give the Niners opportunities to. Um, create scoring uh, create scoring drives going, and even then, I guess it, it, even then it sounds a little contradictory. Like they did play a little. In fairness, they did play a little conservative in that game against the Cowboys. Like when the Cowboys themselves were kind of were pretty much shooting themselves in the foot um, with with their own offense, with the pressure on Dak Prescott facing uh, getting in getting in his face. So it was mostly a battle of top five defenses um, trying to like force the quarterbacks into mistakes. But the Niners, just like in the first, the second half against the the Seahawks, they got this. They got their spark going in the third quarter as Purdy got a key third down throw to George Kittle um, on a juggling catch, um, and that sparked the run late in the third. And then Christian McCaffrey as the Cowboys were getting tired on defense, he found a hole, got near the goal line, punched it in, and he, the, he gave the Niners a solid lead. But um, the Cowboys were still trying to push. They are still trying to... Um, they're still trying to keep it within a manageable game. But the Niners survived um, in spite of... Elijah, Elijah Mitchell's weird decision to not slide um, in bounds to end the game. So they managed to survive a one last gasp from the cow from the Cowboys and whatever that play was to, uh, to whatever that play was on their last drive. And they, they survived the uh, grit and grinder um, 19 to 12 um, in that game. So yeah, it was a big test for Brock Purdy, um, and against a a defense that can really get to the quarterback, um, that can 
challenge the offensive line and the Niners offensive line um, when they face a really good pass rush. It has been, eh. it has been, bleh. so going into this game against Philadelphia, they're facing a really big challenge. They're facing a really big challenge with their, with the Eagles front seven. Speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles, um, obviously, um, they entered they entered this game as the NFC's top seed. They only played just one playoff game to to gain that first round bye. Um, for most most of the season, they looked like the team um, the team to beat in the NFC in the NFC due to their offense um, due to their offense with Jalen Hurts having a very impressive year um, with the support with not just the supporting cast around him, but with this mobility really. Um, really helping the team out um, convert first downs, um, get the team in scoring position, and getting the team points as well. And then defensively, they're a really good pass defensing team and have a really good pass rushing unit. So they were a really well-balanced team. And yeah, they had a little bit of a uh, lapse in in the... Uh, in the late later portion of the season with like injuries and they lost two straight games, but they still managed to earn the top seed. They still managed to earn the top seed. Um getting the first round the first round by. And then yes, there were questions about uh the health of Jalen Hurts and in and in his throwing throwing shoulder that he suffered um in week fifteen. But in the game against the New York Giants in the divisional game, he looked just fine. You honestly looked just fine dicing up what was a lifeless New York defense because like when you looked at that Giants pass rush it was like they got absolutely nothing Kayvon Thibodeau was silent Dexter Lawrence was nowhere to be found and then that allowed Hurts to just eat them up eat them up alive in the air and the rushing attack credit to the Eagles offensive line who was back at full strength they that allowed the Eagles' rushing attack, uh, Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, to just pound the rock, as well along with Jalen Hurts too, to just cut through um, the Giants' front, the front four, and find a lot of open holes. So this the game was literally over by halftime. Uh, they they scored like twenty eight unanswered, and they shut the they shut down the running game of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. The Giants' offense was just pretty much one-dimensional um, because, well, they had nothing. They have no weapons other than Saquon and Daniel Jones. They have no top receivers. They have no quality receivers. So they ate them up. They smashed them 38-7, to ironically, on the same day that they smashed the Vikings in the NFC title game 38-7. to And here they are in their first NFC title game since 2017. So, I guess you could say it's a very balanced matchup. Uh, it's um, between two teams that kind of feel similar. At the same time, they're not. Um, because why do I say that? Well, let's look at some of their key matchups in this game. So, Brock Party obviously going to the biggest game of his career in the NFC title game against an Eagles front seven that's pretty, pretty... Uh, just as ruthless as the Niners front seven, because you look at guys like um, a, like Fletcher Cox, um, Hassan Reddick, 
that like that's a front like, with those two guys leading the charge in a front seven, uh, like the Eagles that have led the had that led the league in like four, 70 sacks. That's insane. That that is insane, and pretty much everyone in that in that in that defensive front has double digit sacks. That's insane. That is crazy. Even against even against the most solid offensive lines that they face, they managed to get uh, a good amount of sacks on the opposing quarterback. So Purdy is going to be um, facing perhaps the most strongest front seven and the most pressure in his face than perhaps the Cowboys. The Cowboys have. So that 49ers offensive line really has to do a good job of uh, of protecting Brock. Otherwise, it's gonna be, the offense is gonna be going nowhere. And then for for both of these teams, uh, for the Eagles actually, how's that uh, that really touted offensive line for Philadelphia gonna do against the Niners front seven? Because for the Niners, I mean, everyone says, oh, all they have is Nick Boza. All they have is Nick Boza on the edge. Um, and when they last played, he really dominated the guy that um, was on the Eagles on, on the Eagle side of Nick Boza. I mean, sure, they have uh, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and a lot of other guys that have been really good in pass blocking this year. But let's remember, like, they they have Nick Boza. They have Eric Armstead. They have Charles Omenahu, who, by the way, um, has been... I'm not sure what is going on with Amenahu and his situation that I'm not going to go too in depth with, but I really hope that it's like not a a serious situation. And if it is like ends up being a serious situation, then the Niners have to do like something about it. They have to um, immediately do some, like cut like cut ties with them because otherwise it's going to be a bad look on them. But if anything. They should like activate Drake Jackson for this game, but anyway, back to my point. They also have uh, Carry Hyder Jr., Samson Ebicom. So their front seven is is just as powerful as as the Eagles' front seven, if not more. So they they can find ways to get to the quarterback. They can find ways to contain Jalen Hurts. So that Eagles' offensive line that's been very touted. Um, all season long, it's going to face their own challenge um, against the 49ers uh, defensive line. And the the Niners like to use, like, they like to bring the house with with Fred Warner and their corners. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be something. That's going to be something the Eagles uh, will have to account for. And then, obviously, the biggest uh, thing to be a little, be a little weary about with uh, <laughs> the secondary is the cornerback battle and the receiver battle. Specifically, Charvarius Ward and Diamondre Lenore going up against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Like, especially Diamondre Lenore. Like, I'm not sure if he's going to be covering either A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, but if he's covering either one or the other, then, oh, man. I just pray to God that he can cover, like, one of them, especially with the speed that both of them have. Because... He can be very like uh 50 50 um in in the in the secondary it's, it's so inconsistent 
so inconsistent. The the thing the thing is though, Ambry Thomas is coming back. Um, he seems to be progressing. Um, looks like he's going to be on track to help with some depth in the secondary. So I mean, doesn't mean that he can. Ambry Thomas is good either, but like it helps. It helps, I guess. And then Charvarius Ward, um, he can get burned at times though, but for the most part, I think he should be fine on his end, wherever he covers. Um, and then that Niners run game um, is actually going to be key. The, one of the, the biggest weaknesses for Philadelphia, one of the things that can really hurt them is their run defense. So the Eagles actually were not that great um, stopping the run um, despite their strong, uh, their strong defense uh, in, uh, down in the trenches. So for Christian McCaffrey, for Elijah Mitchell, um, for Jordan Mason, um, and that offensive line, they have to find ways to create a lot of big holes. And, well, just like any, any like positive yardage in, in one of the biggest weaknesses for Philadelphia. And by, by, by not, well, not, not getting too carried away with it, though, you want to find, like, by going to an avenue where Philadelphia is weakest in, it also eats up uh, clock for, for the, in favor of the Niners. So, it's a, it's a good opportunity for them. So going into this game, obviously, some of the biggest things to look for is how Brock Purdy is going to perform in the biggest game of his career. Obviously, the biggest key is to have Kyle Shanahan keep him, keep him, you know, positive. Keep keep expectations in check. Keep having his supporting cast help him out. Um, in the big, especially in an environment, in a hostile environment like Philadelphia, like don't don't let the don't let the environment like crater down on you and it negatively impacts you. So, Purdy is gonna have to do really well in perhaps the biggest game of his career. Same thing for Jalen Hurts. I mean, he he's definitely improved this year. Credit to where it's due. But he's never been in a game like the NFC title game. It's a much different thing than playing in the divisional game. Last year's wild card game against the Bucks, uh, like 18 or like, what is it? Like 16 regular season games um, this year where he's done really good. It's an entirely different animal. He's, this is his very first NFC championship game compared to what? The Niners, what? Three in the last four years. So, yeah. Everyone today experiences like bullshit um, when you know, when you have the when the Eagles have the talent factor, but the Niners um, have the experience edge, and for Jalen Hurts and his offense, it's they're gonna have to live up to the moment. They're gonna have to know how to handle this kind of adversity, how how their experience now can translate to a very big game like this one. So when you look at how both of these teams can win this game, when you look at uh, San Francisco, well, obviously, Kyle Shanahan is going to have to really have his cojones. He's really going to have to have the big cojones, man, and not play four years football in this game. He's going to have to get everybody involved early, often, and quickly because against a ferocious defense, especially a passing defense like Philadelphia, they're going to swarm Brock Purdy. 
they're gonna have, he's gonna have to find ways to get the running game going quick he's gonna have to find ways to have Brock Purdy um get the ball out of his hands into whether it's Debo Samuel Brandon Ayuk George Kittle Christian McCaffrey is gonna have to find a way to get everybody involved perhaps the biggest thing to do that is attack the run defense attack the middle of the field that's the two big areas of weakness for Philadelphia it doesn't have to be like oh let's do a do- uh, big bomb down the field because Purdy can't quite do like those deep balls like those very deep balls like Jalen Hurts can quite yet but perhaps attacking the run defense killing that clock and attacking the middle of the field um, as long as you don't get pressured to mistakes. So Kyle Shanahan has to have a schematically better game than he did in the divisional game against the Cowboys by getting everybody on offense involved early and quickly. And that offensive line has got to protect Brock Purdy much better against a very strong Eagles front seven. I mean, I've already got uh, talking about it so much in depth but I'll just say it again. They got a very good collection of pass rushers. Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Robert Quinn. Like, that's a good rotation of pass rushers right there. And the, the offensive line against, like, DeMarc- uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons last game, uh, Durant, Dorrance Armstrong, it wasn't that good, um, aside from Trent Williams. So... Like Aaron Banks, Spencer Burford, Jake Brendel, Mike McGlinchey. They really have to step up. Especially, like, yes, for as bad as Mike McGlinchey can be. He really has to, like, not embarrass himself in this game against Philadelphia. I'm not I'm not sure who's going to match up with, but whoever, regardless, everybody, everybody's got to step up in this game. And then the defense. The defense has to neutralize the downfield plays because that's something Philadelphia is going to really attack. Um, If the pass rush cannot hit home on Jalen Hurts. And speaking of Jalen Hurts, the defense has to keep Hurts in the pocket as much as possible. You can't let him use his legs to extend plays. You you can't let him um, go down the middle of the field like Dak Prescott did and go and get first downs. You keep him in the pocket, um, but you can't also can't let him um, get the ball out, throw these long bomb uh, plays, uh, long bomb passes to, let's say, an A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith or a Quez Watkins. You can't let him do that. Otherwise, he's going to kill you in, in, the downfield, uh, in the downfield throws. So, Charverius Ward, um, the, the Emoji Lenore, whoever it is, they, you can't let them kill you uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, if you really want to get uh, greedy, if you really want to get aggressive, start, start aggressive, get some deep shots into your top receivers. Um, if you like, if you're Nick Sirianni, I would start to, if you, 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 yeah, sure. Get greedy with the uh, aggressive throws um, down the middle, uh, down the field uh, with Jalen hurts um, or use his mobility early and often. And then, if you're in the if you're the defense, they should bully the right side of the 49ers offensive line because, like I said, with Mike Wiglinty, he's not a, he's not a really good uh, right tackle. 
So if Hassan Reddick's on that side, then that's a really good starting point for him. And if you're the Eagles and somehow, somehow, some way, the Niners get to you, especially with their, even with their own good offensive line, don't be afraid of the checkdowns. Like Jalen Hurts should not uh, be, be afraid to defer to checking down the ball to um, Dallas Goddard or somebody else like Miles Sanders or Gainwell, whoever is there, like down down the middle or like on the side, like for like a couple of yards. Don't be afraid to defer to the checkdowns if the pass rush is really getting to you. So, like, don't always go for the big bomb play. Like, just find a way to extend the play, get the first down. Like, don't always go for the the deep strike that'll get you into scoring position just right then and there. So anyway, this is going to be a big game. This is going to be um, a big test for both of these teams. Only one team can get to the Super Bowl um, and represent the NFC. Of like, And yeah, these were like two of the only teams that were re- really meant for destiny um, this year in what was a r- relatively weak um, conference. And yes, these teams were that damn good this year. Um, and for the 49ers, obviously, it would be great for them to um, get there. For Philadelphia, def- most definitely. Um, and both teams have their f- have their own flaws. The Niners, they're secondary, uh, especially downfield, and obviously questions about their quarterback and Brock Purdy. For Philadelphia, their run defense and their their defense kind of over the middle, and maybe maybe slightly questions about how J- Jalen Hurts can do in a big big game like this because he's never faced a big game like this and I, well, obviously neither has Brock Purdy but yeah so this is going to be a big game it's a little hard to pick they're kind of evenly matched out so I I don't know I don't know what to say I get I don't, I'm not really going to predict who would win this obviously it'd be nice to have my 49ers win this game I do think that they'll find a way to do it um it will be close. All I say is that I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it open ended. This is the, like it's not like last year where I think the Niners will win the the NFC against the Rams because the Rams were 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 so 50-50 um in these big games. This year it's so open ended like because these two teams are so evenly matched with the one glaring flaw um in in this matchup being the quarterback spot. So I'll leave it to you all for, for once (laughs) in a preview video in a preview episode, mind you. So I'm just going to leave it like open-ended. I'm going to leave a prediction so open-ended that we don't know who's going to win. We don't, we don't know what's going to be the deciding factor in this game. So yeah, that's my prediction. There is no prediction. (laughs) The prediction is there's no prediction. Um, We'll just let it play out. That's that's how I'll leave this episode. So anyway, um, I would like to know your your thoughts on who's going to win this big NFC Championship mashup um, between my San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles um, coming up this Sunday on Fox. Um, yes, got to throw in the network for whatever reason. And I'm excited, but also nervous. I do hope the Niners win it somehow. Uh, get 
a big upset over the Eagles. And the big story of Brock Purdy continues into the Super Bowl. But, I, I mean, I'm, I I will say I would not be disappointed. I, I would not be slightly disappointed. I will be initially sad if they don't win it. But I would not be disappointed if they, they lost. I, I, I just won't. I, I just won't. <laughs> My heart says, yes, you will. <laughs> it's like, yes, you will. But we'll see. We'll, see on, we'll only see on Sunday. But anyway, um, that's it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna. Let me know your thoughts on predictions on this game this coming Sunday afternoon. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it and pretty nervous about it. Anyway, this is Dill Lasagna of Very Cold Lasagna. And thank you for tuning in to episode number 123 of this icy and spicy podcast. And keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of sports. And until next time, peace out.